All right, now joining us here on the Full Court Press, this is a uh, privilege and, and pleasure. Well, a guy that I, I've, I've met and known, and he, he's one of the better men. Uh, Mark Amicone, he's a uh, general manager of the Salt Lake Bees, uh, AAA baseball team here in Salt Lake. Uh, Mr. Amicone, thanks for your time. Greatly appreciate it. Ajay, thank you very much. And, uh, boy, Mr. makes me feel old, so so Mark <laughs> Mark works very well. I'm glad we're still on the first-name basis. I just wasn't sure, you know, after two years. All is good. Hey, yep. what is this? what has this time been like for you during COVID-19? I know you have to be careful with you know, how you phrase things, but for you, with no baseball, it's, it's it, is it busy or is it just kind of empty? Well, it's, <clears throat> excuse me, obviously a, a test of everybody's patience. You know, I mean, first and foremost, we're – we're all concerned about our, our fans and, and obviously our players and our, and our staff and um, everybody involved with the organization that everybody's safe and healthy. And, you know, we're, we're doing our very, very best to, to follow the guidelines and, and we're all working from home. And uh, I'm, I'm happy to say I've, I'm not the most technologically sound person in the world, but I'm getting really good at, that uh, Zoom meetings and conference calls and <laughs> teleconferences and all these different ways to communicate, but um, you know we're we're just uh, trying to do our part to keep everybody healthy and uh, and yes, it would be really really nice if tomorrow night was was opening night as it was scheduled, but uh, um, you know let's keep everybody safe and healthy and and opening night will be here. We'll we'll get it here. Uh, I, I've heard several people say that the, the start of baseball season for those that absolutely love the season that is like christmas day uh there's other you know there's other exciting parts of the season the all-star game or the playoffs and you know, things like that that happen but opening day it, i mean everybody's got an equal record everybody's got an equal chance and it's it's back it's there now not christmas has been canceled or at least postponed i mean how how tough is that well, you know, it's interesting you say that because opening day is it really is a big deal for everybody in terms of um, players and fans alike. I mean, as you just mentioned, everybody's tied that day. Everybody's zero and zero, and we all have a, a hope that our team's going to win the World Series or the <clears throat> league championship or whatever it may be. So we're all excited about the season going. And the other part for me that I like so much <coughs> – excuse me, especially here in Salt Lake is it's, it's a signal of spring is coming and, you know, we get to see flowers blooming and at the ballpark, it's great to see the green grass and the, the blue skies. And, you know, in, in Salt Lake, we see the best view in baseball. We've got, you know, the snow cap generally on the mountains this time of year. And it's, it just signals, signals that, uh, uh, you know, a new beginning, new season, uh, the spring is a, is a great time for us to kick things off. So, um, we're hoping this, uh, you know, this delay is not, uh, not real long and, you know, we'll get back to having a, an unusual and a unique, you know, be a unique kind of season that, um, you know, we'll, we'll remember and, and, uh, we'll go from there. Mr. Amicone, it's Mark. Excuse me. Uh, I, I know managers kind of move back and forth in the in the business of baseball, especially in AAA. Lou Marson is now the manager there. What is your experience and what is your relationship with him like, and what kind of a manager uh, has he been? Well, Lou's kind of one of those new up and coming uh, uh, <clears throat> guys in the profession, and uh, this is, this will be his third year as a manager. He was in AA two years ago, and then he was with us last year, and. Lou's only about four years from being a player. He, he was a 
catcher in the major leagues for 12 years and um he's he's really he's a really good baseball man and learning how to not only manage a strategy of, of games but manage a team and and you know at this level it's interesting because you as a manager it's it's not just trying to win the game every night and when do you bunt or when do you steal or when do you hit and run and those kind of things or or for that matter teaching you know swing swing planes or how to catch ground balls and things it's all it's it's really about managing the players as a a team and how they try to develop and I mean as professionals it's all of a sudden you're traveling all the time and you're together with a group of guys and there's a lot of guys up and down and in and out of the locker room and how do you interact with uh different different folks and 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 you know he has to deal with players that are disappointed they they just get sent down from the major leagues i mean you know we're one step below and and it's hard to get cut or sent down at any level but boy when you've tasted the big league level and you get sent back to salt lake you know, part of Lou's job is is to make sure they're disappointed for a brief period of time, and they're ready to get going again and get themselves ready to be back up in the big leagues. Uh, <laughs> Mark, the these are unprecedented times. We're, this is uncharted territory. A lot of us aren't sure how things are going to come out of this. But from an organization for the bees, I mean, this is an organization that really hasn't had any revenue since September coming in. Uh, there's a lot of talk about still resuming games if we can ensure the safety of the players and the staff and everybody else involved, but doing it without fans in the stands. Do you think that's really possible? Well, you know, it's it's an interesting uh, dilemma, so to speak, from uh, different level to different level. I mean, at the major league level, for them to uh, to play that way without fans and, and maintain the integrity of the schedule and and have a champion and, and those kind of things. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to, I don't want to see that happen. Actually, I'd like to see it uh, obviously with crowds in the, in the stadiums and those kind of things, but, but I'm excited to see that as possibly being a step and an array of hope, a ray of hope for everyone as fans. And those of us in the minor leagues that were, that were, uh, you know, maybe on the verge of getting moving, but in terms of us and at the minor league level and at every level of the minor leagues, um, the business of, of, for us, the business of, of baseball really depends on fans. It depends on people coming to the game and enjoying a hot dog and a drink and, and, um, enjoying each other's company and being together. So, uh, for us to play games without fans would be, a uh, you know, from, strictly from a business standpoint, it would be, it would add more expense and, and probably not any more revenue. So, um, I, you know, we'll have to wait and see what really happens, but it would be much better at our level to play with fans. But, but again, we have to do what's right for the public health and safety. Your your roster uh, is loaded with some familiar names. Taylor Cole is one of them. He's been in the roster for a while. Uh, you have uh, Ho- uh, Jose Rojas. These guys. What have you seen out of this roster, and what do you feel like that they can build for the future of not only the Salt Lake Bees, for, but for the Los Angeles of Anaheim Angels? Well, what's interesting that you say that. In fact, I made uh, a little bit of a joke on Monday with uh, Craig Williams, our, our PR director, because Monday was when uh, our media day was scheduled, and we introduced the staff and the players and the roster. And I made the joke Monday morning about 9:30 that 
hey, media day was today at noon, and by now Craig still doesn't know what the roster is because it's that fluid and la- that last minute with players up and down. So we we still we still don't know what our roster really would have looked like yet this oh. year. A lot of <clears throat> excuse me, a lot of you know the Angels had not gotten to a point where. Uh, in fact, I'm not even sure the minor league, uh, the the entire group of minor league players, I think, were coming within a day or two after, uh, or just before they shut down uh, spring training. So, um, as usual, I expect us to have a, a good group of players. Will be up and down. I mean, last year, and this this sounds like a crazy number, but you know, we had over 300 uh, roster transactions, which means players going up to the Angels or or perhaps being sent down to, to uh, mobile and those kind of things. But, you know, our, our job and our position from strictly from a baseball standpoint is, you know, we get, we get those players here and, and part of Lou's job and his coaching staff is have them day to day ready to go to the, to the major league level. And, and um, so until we see who they are, we'll, you know, I, I can't really answer that too well, but that's fair enough. Uh, we, but we've been very fortunate uh, over the years for the Angels to send some really talented players. I mean, I look, it's kind of fun to look at this last year in the World Series. Howie Kendrick was uh, was a Salt Lake B for parts of two or three seasons, I believe. And it was really fun to see how great of a playoff season he had. Obviously, we all, we all want to see Mike Trout get back in the playoffs and, and how much fun would that be. And, you know, you, you mentioned, uh, you know, Taylor Cole when he was part of the no-hitter uh, when they were the night they were were uh, um, you know honoring honoring Tyler Skaggs, so you know we've had some really unique players here going back through the years. I mean, you know, way back in the early stages of our franchise, we had like I say we had Big Poppy before he was Big Poppy, you know, and and David Ortiz and Tory Hunter and Jared Weaver and uh, Eric Ibar and so many, uh, you know, Jeff Mathis, who right now is. Uh, goodness, I think he's going to be starting his 14th season in the big leagues, and mm. um, some really, really uh, outstanding players to watch over the years here. So, uh, from a baseball standpoint, that's the fun of it. I like to tell people that you know when you come to a bees game, uh, you see the very best, most talented baseball players that are not playing in Major League Baseball in the world. You know, so from a baseball standpoint, you get to see excellent baseball excellent players and individual talent um and and that that's what that's one of the things that makes it unique and then the flip side of that for us is you know you get all the other experiences uh, the you can bring the kids and ride the train and the on the outfield berm and i like to tell people we have one of the best restaurants in the in the state when you come to the ballpark so it's it's a great experience from all of those wonderful uh experiences off the field uh, and at the same time, you, if you're really a baseball uh, aficionado, you get to see great baseball. Again, we're talking to Mark Emicone. He's the general manager for the Salt Lake Bees. And uh, Mark, let me ask you, if the season does happen, we're all hopeful and knocking on wood that it, that it does. Um, do you think, or what are you hearing? Will it be just shifted and everything will be delayed later and we'll still do the regular number of games? Will games be lost? Or is there a possibility of multiple double headers to try to fit it into a shorter period of time? Well, I think the very first thing that happens to make those determinations is uh, what does Major League Baseball want to do and and what do they want to accomplish in terms of their schedule? If if they want to 
depending when it starts, they'll try to get 162 game schedule in. Um, and they may have the ability to say, we're going to go into, uh, October regular season, maybe even into November, uh, kind of a deal that will dictate what's happening at our level. And depending when, uh, again, maybe they decide they need our players to play X amount of games. And I don't know what that number may be, but it may necessitate that we play past Labor Day, which we've, uh, tr- traditionally the regular season ends for us on Labor Day. Um, so that, that could be an option out there, but again, until, until they make a determination, they being major league baseball as to what's going to happen with their schedule and what that means for minor league players, you know, we'll, we'll just have to react to that. One of the, one of the things that's a, a bit complicated in, in our league in the Pacific coast league is, you know, we, we have 16 teams in three different time zones and, uh, so our geography is far and wide between, and a lot of what we're doing is is, is depending uh, dependent upon commercial airline travel. So there's a lot of factors that we we would have to deal with in terms of, you know, are, are the airlines back with full schedules and, and routes and those kind of things, uh, or would we need to adjust and maybe play a little more regional regionalized schedule? But all, those things are being discussed at. Uh, Again, major league level first, and then we'll, uh, we've got some thoughts in our mind about if this happens, what do we do? If that happens, what do we do? So uh, right now, I mean, as I said, we're on lots of calls and, 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 and we're making plans and we're trying to, uh, be in a position where we're ready to turn the switch on. And when they say it's, it's safe and it's okay to go, we'll, we'll be ready to go. Mark, when people say hear the name Mike Trout, the first thing they think is not angels. They think Salt Lake Bees because of the of this man or this myth who's doing all these great things. Can you take us back to the time when you first saw Mike Trout play for the Salt Lake Bees and what that was like? Well, to me, there's two things that, that jump out at me. I mean, first of all, it, uh, well, uh, the first thing, and then I'll give you my two insights from a baseball standpoint. But um, you know, he was with us for 20 games and. You know, we like to think it was a whole season, but uh, uh, one of the things, for, you know, just from a baseball standpoint, in 20 games, now think of this, in in 20 games uh, in Salt Lake, he he led the entire league in triples, I believe, until early August. So in that brief period of time, that's, that's the impact he had, uh, which tells you how well he could hit, but also how well he could run. Um, but what I probably will always – well, I know I will always remember and maybe impresses me more than anything uh, about him at that point. And everything you see about him now is still very, very much the same. But I, I'll never forget on media day, we knew and everybody was was projecting that he was going to be a superstar. And here comes Mike Trout. Here's this guy we've been talking about for a couple of years, and he's going to be the next <clears throat> the next superstar in Major League Baseball. And and we show up at media day and I, I want to say he was just barely 20, maybe that year when he was, when he was with us and he was the most outgoing and cordial and uh, nice guy to be around for everybody. He was, he was going out of his way to, to talk to, not, and I don't just mean talking to the media people about, you know, interviewing him or what was going on, that kind of thing. He went to everybody in the stadium. 
and introduced himself and, and, you know, wanted to know the name of the bat boy and wanted to know the, the name of the guy who was cleaning out the dugout. And, you know, I remember him saying to somebody, Hey, my name's Mike. Who are you? What do you do? I, and, and that's him. That, that was so genuine. And, and, uh, obviously I don't interact with him, uh, hardly at all anymore, but when you, when you do, it's really, it's really who he still is. And that will always stick with me. I'll never forget him going to, to, uh, that younger person on our staff and introducing himself and saying, hi, I'm Mike. Uh, who are you? What do you do? And, and that's, uh, that's, that's the kind of guy he is. Mark, I've been to so many Salt Lake Bees games, and they're just a beautiful, no, excuse me, the best and most beautiful ballpark out of anybody in AAA baseball, and it's not even close. For those who are waiting to go to Bees games this year, what is your message to those fans as we await for baseball to arrive? Well, we just, uh, you know, ask you to be patient and and know that uh, uh, when it's time, we'll be ready to go, and, and as always, no, no matter what, the one thing that will not ever change with with uh, Smith's Ballpark here in Salt Lake City is we've got the best view in ba- baseball, and uh, I, I can't wait to to have uh, crowds in the stands and, and uh, join right along with them sitting there and looking at uh, the beautiful backdrop of the Wasatch Mountains and, 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 the, and the great baseball that's going on on the field. Mark, thank you so much for your time. Greatly appreciate it, and I wish you the very best. Thank you. Good to talk to you guys. Absolutely. Thanks, Thanks, Mark. Yep, you bet. Bye-bye.